Oh, what do you think of this? This this happened yesterday. And I think, by the way, we're talking about energy. I just want to say that. Yeah, I, I don't think that you're wrong. I think there's the, the energy you get from things powers you up. Or, or brings you the other way, right? This positive and negative. So this is what happened. Coach walked. We have a coach that's a little abrasive. This is on your 12-hour day? My 12-hour day. Okay. And I'm not sure if they are aware how abrasive they can be or <laughs> or if even if it has any. It's always funny that the, somebody's not aware of that, but yeah. Or if it even has any negative impact on the students or if this, you know, if you pulled the student away and said, hey, do you like this style? So I'm not criticizing it, but the style is very, do this, do this, do this, do that. And I know that. Autumn, I think to be fair, you are criticizing it a little bit. I am and that's okay. I don't. I know we had this already. We already had yeah. this talk in the last episode, which is why I'm criticizing that. That's why I'm bringing it up. Okay. You had said sometimes you, you, you can criticize and say, hey, that's not the way I want to do it. It's yeah. constructive criticism without, doesn't mean I don't like this person. It's to, it's to figure out what you want to do or don't want to do. But, but, I, but again, just the way I said it, though, sounds negative as if this is a bad coach. And I want to be careful because we've said that all styles of coaching are have value. So I don't want it to come across like I'm throwing this person under the bus. But there was a direct. It's anonymous. You can throw them under the bus. No, because I don't want to be that like that. Because some people want that, but his style tends to be this person's style. Mm-hmm. Tends to be, it's this, it's this, it's this. No, no, yes, that's it. That's exactly what I was saying. So this other coach I work with said to so me, autocratic co- coach, coach B, coach that's that's coach A. Coach B says to me, "Hey." Uh, Coach A just gave one of the best lessons I've ever seen. I was like, really? And he said, yeah. And him and I have similar styles, so obviously this will stand out. They were coaching next to each other. And he said a dad was on the court picking up balls because he wanted to see his kid play. And he said the tone and the lesson was 180 degrees different from how he's ever coached. And he said, quote, unquote, and my, what my, it might have been one of the best lessons I've ever seen. So he, he's capable of doing another lesson. And I found that really interesting because we had talked about the different kinds of coaches. We had talked about the personality coach. We talked about the method coach. We talked, right, there's, there's different. We also talked about will to know coach. Will, will to, to conquer. conquer. Yeah, yeah. And so by having. But why, I have a, why, why do you think he, obviously he changed because the dad was there. So do you think that, so he knew, so he was aware enough because earlier, uh, just a minute ago, just a minute ago, you were like, you said, um, I don't know that they're aware of it. They're just, you know, they do it or whatever. And, you know, I, I, I'm paraphrasing. I don't know. So no, no, but don't get all up. They're clearly that. aware though. You. Yeah. They're, they're clearly aware. If he's changing it when the dad comes around, he's clearly aware of what's going on. I mean, it's kind of like when I'm out in public. And it's so funny. I, I can, it's night and day. Like if I leave my kids alone and they go do their thing, I leave them to the trust of strangers in whatever interaction they have. But it's funny because a lot of people betray that trust 
right? Because they don't like something. And so the tr- I don't know if it's the true them comes out, but they just let it fly. But if I was there, because I've, du- I've, I've been in the background and then suddenly I've shown up in the foreground, everything, the tone changes dramatically. It dramatically changes. And I've seen this across the board with adults. And it doesn't matter to me, as I see it, it doesn't really matter. Some people have had kids. I used to think it was just the people who never had kids, who didn't understand kids. And sometimes you have people who had kids, and that's the way they must have raised their kids. (laughs) That's the way they must have, they thought that was okay. Or or maybe they forgot they had kids. They have kids, they call them, they text them, but I don't know, they they forgot they were this little once or whatever. Um, But he was aware enough to, to make that change. So he must have felt threatened at some level that if he had been his true self or he had maybe not his true self, maybe that is, I don't know, he had been his predominant or his prevailing coaching self. Or his coach. His the, style. Or the coach that he turned into yeah. versus the coach that he was. Maybe this was his former self and the way he used to be uh-huh. and something happened. And, and I, I guess- But the, he didn't modify it. It was a direct. This change. is interesting. He didn't, <laughs> no, he didn't modify change. like, we're doing it this way. Uh, guys, I need you to do it this way. It wasn't a modification. <laughs> it was a 180 degree turn. Yeah, but hold on. Didn't, don't you have to have some sort of recall on how, like what that was? Oh, you know, I've been teaching <clears throat> option C for the last five years, but someone's on the court. Looks like I'm going to the A model. So there, there maybe is maybe you want to do that model on the court because you think it's a. I'm this is the most generous interpretation of this, but you want to do that other the the we'll call it the original model, the dictatorial, the autocratic, the coaching at you, the conquer mode. Uh, you want to do that because you feel genuinely feel that it is the most effective for what you're trying to get across. You know what I mean? Um, we were on a we couldn't go to our normal court. So we went to another court on Saturday cause there were a bunch of tournaments at our court. And, uh, this, the energy was so awful in this facility. Um, and the, the coach was like, he's well, Wait, known. Hold on. is this your normal facility? No. Oh, so it you went was, to a different one. Yeah. I went to a different, he's an, he's a well-known coach in the area, gets people into college. And, uh, he's like, Get the tell them the freaking score. He's like going off on these high school kids. You know, they're like 15, 16. <laughs> you know, I mean, their heads buzzing with hormone flies, and you know what I mean. They're doing the best they can. They're actually they they look pretty decent. You know, they were they were playing pretty decently, but it was just so that was that energy. So anyway, the point is that maybe this is the most generous interpretation, but maybe these coaches feel at some level that that is effective with their students, but it won't go well with the pair, the the parent. Cause they're like, okay, so let's, let's take the side of those coaches then. Okay. Of that style of coach. I was like, those coaches. And do, you mind, do you mind if I take another side? As you can to do whatever side? you want. I just, I, just, I, just I want to, but remember I'm on the front lines and I do recognize. No, I. I there, it is. Listen, I just proposed this whole perspective. No, no not I got you. No, no, I got it. But I just want to clarify, though, that unless you have taught the general public and all teachers, you ready? Unless you've worked in a restaurant, 
<laughs> you have no clue what it's like serving people on less or how disgusting people can be unless you've actually been a teacher of some sort where you're teaching the general public on a consistent basis you have no idea what it's like so i just i have to i have my own criticisms on those styles and why i don't like them but that's personal but i don't want to say that there's i don't want to say there's not a place for that and that there's not people that need that but but, uh, but here you have to say this though if you if you say that then you have to say because you also at the same time believe that you are the person you are Yes. Right. I've, yeah, and, no, you're and right. As yes. much as you face down dickism, <laughs> as much as you face down. Is that like Calvinism? <laughs> no. Those are two distinct. That's a philosophical. It's we well, let's not go there right now. Okay. But as much as you faced dickism, as much as you faced these things from, you know, as much as you faced, as much as you faced maybe checked out students at times. As much as you faced students that are resistant, as much as you faced difficult parents, shall we say, or even difficult customers, you have not allowed it to fundamentally turn you into a person that in your heart you didn't believe that you that you didn't want to be. In other words, in in all that, I think the problem is we're giving people an out. And I think if you had come to a facility and you're serving the public for years and you had come with a genuine open heart or as a decent person and you had a set of core values that were instilled in you from your family and your friends, whatever of your upbringing, and you come to this facility and now you're serving the public and it's one thing after another after another, right? And I have wrestled with this myself. Because as the customer, and we'll get into this with my example, I have wrestled with it because it's very hard for me when people have, what I perceive to be mistreated me in the facility, it's very hard for me to be like, when I see somebody else doing the same thing, because we talked about this in the scope of court etiquette, it's very hard for me personally. So I am that coach to some degree sometimes. It's very hard for me personally when I see it happen again, not to get in a defensive posture and be like, Hey, look, you know, and I don't even know this person. And maybe they were just absentmindedly left their crap all over the, the court and they forgot that, you know, Oh, it's four minutes after their time. And maybe they, you don't know, forget your open heart, right? Don't no, forget it. you can mock it, but, but I'm just saying, I'm but not, I'm no, but I cut some slack. I have right? no, I have right. But then, but then you see, and this goes to your, your point but then you see the after effects of the recognition and you go, oh, they really, this really isn't the case. So when in the scope of court etiquette, you're there now, and I had this situation happen with a coach and six minutes into my court time, still staying there talking with a cart and having his stuff and his student stuff all over the bench. Yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> And, I can't say anything. And that, we right? walk onto the court. It's it's one oh six. We go. were supposed to be there at one. There's a in this facility, there's a bell that rings on the half hour. Can I ask a question? Can I yeah. Did the coach acknowledge and say, Hey, I know I'm over. I'm sorry, we're gonna hustle right off. I hit the cricket buttons. <laughs> See that's okay. That is self absorption. That, that I'm controlling everything. 
at least that's how I would look at that. That is someone that's like, you know what? Everybody, the world stops for the me. The card is there. Yeah, they got it. He's go. there yeah. on the court, in the middle of the court, by the, by the T line, by the center line. His student is over by the bench. His student is doing just a little bit more hustle because the student, you can tell, kind of feels a little bit weird. We show up on the court with all of our stuff. Their stuff is splayed all over the bench and down and the, on the ground. We have no place to put our stuff. It's 106. Six, you, know what is, you know what six minutes is? What? Six minutes is, is like a minute in swimming. It's such like, like an actual like swim meet. It's an exorbitant amount of time, six minutes. Do you know how many balls you could hit in six minutes? A lot. No, I, you ever, coach is going to laugh right now. There are lessons when you're just dying. You're just so tired from the day before. And your student, you start rallying and you're doing your lesson and you've already hit like 80 shots and you look at the clock and you're like, wow, that was three minutes. <laughs> I feel like that was like 20. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Or you're in a you're, sure. you're in a you're in a really bad party and you felt like you've been there two hours, but it's been like 20 and you're giving the look to your significant other and they're giving you the eye like we can't leave yet. It's that kind of thing. So hold on. So if that coach's boss came out as that was that happening. Coach's boss was next to us. No. Using two courts, training high school kids. Did the, I'm going, they didn't say anything. They didn't say, yo, or do you know if, did, did the ball, don't say anything. Let me go through the, this, cause this is what I, again, ready? Cause I'm so I always aware. love when you, I always love when you're like, so like in shock that these things could happen. Oh, cause no, 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 your no, naivete just blows no, me I'm away not, sometimes. I'm not in shock for being a New Yorker. I'm like, is he really little day? No, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in shock over the lack of self-awareness. I've stayed over too, where I've lost time of my lesson because. I didn't want it to be like a therapy session where you have the big breakthrough about your dad or your mom. And then, and then the therapist is like, Oh, time's up. And, and you're like, no wait, I'm about to open up my heart and to then you. I, and then I realized, week. I realized that I realized that deep down inside, I, you know, it's time to go. Um, yeah, they, and, they, and, you know, and every therapist has their clock like exactly pointed at them to make sure they don't go a minute over. Right. Because they know that people are going to, ready? People are going to want to know. They want five more minutes, five more minutes. So they're holding to that line. Hold on. So I'm self-aware that I don't want my lessons to go like that. So sometimes if they're getting, so I'm cu cu going to cut some slack. Sometimes when you're giving a lesson and at the last five minutes, your student starts getting what you were working on. You're like, okay, we're going to have to, ready? We're going to have to pick up really quick, but let's just do like 20 more shots. And then when you come out, I'd say, hey, I'm really sorry. We're going to hustle here. Guys, let's get our stuff and go. So I'm acknowledging that I stayed over. I'm acknowledging that I'm my bad. And I'll make sure that the next time I don't do it again because I'm trying to be respectful. And that's kind of how we all pay it forward, that if you were working with the boys and I was coming out and I saw you and Cannibal and Bomber, you know, I'd be like, go ahead, it's all cool. I, we'll walk around you guys as you clean up. I wouldn't, and you would say something like, hey, I'm sorry we went over. There should be some kind of dialogue. If I was this facility manager, if the coach did what he did or she did, after the coach left, I would walk over to you and say, "Listen, I know that was your time. Yeah, I'm gonna comp you. I'm gonna comp you a half an hour. I, you're here all the time, right? And then 
I'll talk to the coach about that. Just some acknowledgement. Yeah. I yeah. actually, I had that happen on a public court, uh, two summers ago when we were out and it was a six across court and there was a ladies drill. I didn't know that there was public court, um, going on with two courts next to us an adjacent court. And I was cleaning up balls while they were playing. These were like three O players. Okay. And that doesn't make a difference. I know, but I'm saying like, I, I got to be careful here because you're going to get all pissy. But no, they if, were they lower were, level if they players. were like 4.5 players and they were engaged in a heated match, I might have been, been even. No, it's your translation. Lower level players tend to be distracted and looking for. Right. Oh, but that the butterfly is why I missed that shot. Right. Yes, so I, I so it. I but I'm but I'm like, look, I don't want all my, you know, 600 balls getting mixed in here. <laughs> So I'm literally trying to like, you know, scamper over and scoot and move everything. And a woman goes off on me. You know, she's like, she's like, do you have to keep doing that and distracting from my game? You're wrecking my game. And I was like, uh, are you, I, 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 you know, once again, I was caught off guard. I was like the befuddled weird professor. I was like, and so I didn't say anything, but then I was like, you know what? This is BS. And I, I lit off on her. I'm like, do you really talk to people like that? Do you, do you really use that tone of voice with people you don't even know? Well, I'm just saying you're interrupting our game. So afterwards the pro came up to me and she's been in the industry for a long time. Like she's long time. She's seen that before. <laughs> Probably. And she came up and she said, you know, I'm really sorry that happened. And she said that shouldn't have happened. And we're, we're, we're talking to her. We're talking to her, okay, which see, is, which is, that's yeah, really, well, which on. is what you need so, to do. Yeah. So then the next time you see that coach, right. You're going to wave. It's not going to be awkward. Totally. And they say, Hey, I remember you, but I don't know that coaches do that with other coaches though. That's the problem. Well, you almost need like the, the lead coach. Like, so this guy that you're talking about, this coach a, right. I don't, I mean, the other coaches don't may not like him. They don't like his style, but they're not going to talk to him because that's not their place, right? So, so as much as they don't like it, as much as the, the, the energy feels awful and whatever, about the best they're going to do is go up to their boss maybe and say, do I, uh, do I need to do that drill with uh, Coach A? Can well, I, but you know can what I work it is? with Coach C instead? What, what it is, is you're, you're, you don't know if that energy is helping. It, it's a weird vibe coming out where you're like oh he's got some really submissive students right and then just you there's like right you start seeing like a personality type right and then but so my confusion was this and this is why i wanted to bring it up and and i'm again people should reach out and get back to us because this is a conversation all one of you well yeah stop saying that because <laughs> i just think it's because 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 I, I actually listen multiple times in the week to it to, to make sure I'm, yeah but you like listening to yourself no, no i know i'm actually criticizing like did i say um a lot did i say like am i do i have a lot of uh, mouth noise all right so so this is your dilemma my dilemma is maybe that's just his personality which is fine it's consistent have or, you talked to him off the court is he like that? I'm just, I just want No, he's very pleasant. It's quite it's quite confusing. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Like, oh, so he's to, not like uh you you're like uh hey, uh, coach A, hey, uh blah 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 and he's like, "Listen, that's not the way you or whatever." No. It's it, this is this is Okay, so could we assume this is something that he thinks is effective? I'm going to go yes. Okay. But there's def the the switch is what I find confusing that I that this other coach 
who's played a ton of tennis in his younger years. He's new to coach the last three years, but had a like a visceral reaction to. I think I just saw one of the best lessons out of the the last person on earth I would think <laughs> would ever give one of the best or capable lessons. of that. Yeah, based right, on his style. So he showed a side of him, himself right. as a coach, and we were like, mm. "Well, why aren't you doing that?" But so why isn't he like, like so? But so clearly, there's either there's a decision made that I don't I don't like that kind of coaching. Oh man, that's so like flowery and. I'm not that guy. I want to be more like this. So, so that then makes him a genius or is it manipulative where I'm real? So then it makes me question. Can I, can I tell you I've run into coach a and can I tell you that, um, I believe because at that point he viewed me as a consumer father, whatever. And I was two courts away from him and he was, uh, he proceeded to try to control the situation about what I could bring onto the court and what I couldn't. And I think it was a control thing. I think at that point, and it was weird because I think he tried to assert his authority. Like he was the head pro there, but I, Oh, it's funny. You know, that's, I think you just hit the smarticles button. uh, Oh, we had, I don't even know. Yeah, we got that. I got that. That's that's my coffee. Engineer Bob, can you make sure we get that next time? Yeah. Thanks. Good job, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Thanks. So, my protocols on that is when we started working, we had to do a, a, a class together. Yeah, with this coach A. Yeah. And immediately try to control something that was his first day ever, right? And we, we had, my co coach and I had put this class together of, I don't know, 32 boys. <laughs> So there's three. So there's three coaches on the floor, and Coach A is one of them, and you're one of them. Yeah, is that right. Or were there yeah. four? No, there's three of us. Okay, there was three, and of them. we were doing the whole thing by ourselves. So you guys us. had already. The, so he's coming into a situation where you guys had already configured the whole thing for years. <laughs> you guys had already configured the whole thing, and he was kind of treating you guys as if you were newbies and you didn't. And if and we and we're both giving private lessons to to basically you divided the class up he had 50% and i had 50%. So there's a lack of awareness there and I, again yet hold really on. oh no hold on. so there's a lack of awareness or i don't care and when someone tries to control that much to me to me in my opinion <laughs> to just so we can stay pc that shows that internally they are completely out of control in a hot mess. So they're trying to control as much as possible so that their life feels orderly. And I don't have the bandwidth for that because I'm actually, I don't need to control. And it sounds like I'm controlling, but my co-coach, when we work together, it's extreme give and take where they'll be, when he's on a roll, I'm I'm just picking up the balls. I'm letting him go. Yeah, because he's because I'm like, well, I, 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 well, because I because you're me- on board with the overall mission. He's reaching the students. I don't. He's right. making an impact. If you you have the awareness that if you jump in at this point, for the, it will not be for the better of the students. No, will, you, but you know what it is. It's it's more. I'm just then bringing up more. I'm talking for the sake of talking. And just and he will. It's more than that. You're if you were to do that, it would be talking for the sake of you. 
Yes, because he already not, made the not point. Not talking, but for the sake of you. Like, I have to have made that point. Not, I, not oh, him. Right, I get the last word. Not him. Correct. I, I have to have made that point. But, you know, this is, so we see coaches that bounce around a lot. Do you think that that's one of the reasons that they bounce around? I mean, I know that they bounce, like you've not bounced around at all, but a lot of coaches bounce around. <clears throat> and hey, well, when you that, say, so rewind. Yes. We, we, need, we need to now clarify <laughs> sure. what bounce around means for our listeners yeah, that don't know what that yeah, means. Yeah, okay. Bounce around means they, Go they don't stay at a club from, they don't stay yeah. at a club for very long. They stay at a club for a year and then they move to another club. And they, or, or, or they have multiple clubs <clears throat> that they, they coach at. Yeah. Where they might do two hours here, three hours there. Part of that is a book of business. They're trying to drum up a book of business and they can't, you know, to have a book of business at one particular club takes a long time to build. You're talking years to build that book. Especially if you're new. Yeah, because you know you're walking in and you basically have to take you you know in restaurant terms you got to work the monday and tuesday nights you know you got to take this stuff that nobody wants you know okay you're doing this class and then you gotta one of the coaches described it to me as you know you start off with these little hitter classes they don't want to but they do and then they recognize you know it's funny talent it's funny you should Try to work that into private sorry to me kick off no it's okay uh it's funny you should bring that example up though because when i started working in restaurants, even before, when I went from being produce boy to servers, waitering, it was called waitering when I went, I would purposely take the off shifts, which got me the better, the better like for like nine months. And that eventually <clears throat> would get me the better shifts on the weekends. Yeah, because people recognize that you were willing to just suck it up and take the right take the ugly stuff for right a while. So, so i used to drive from from oak park how many miles is that to up to the north shore here right and, I, and i'd have a that's a, the ugliest commute in the world i'd have a 7 a.m lesson there's no i had a 7 a.m lesson yeah right but i did that enough that i would i built up uh a following. I had like a men's group at seven o'clock in the morning, right. twice a week. Well, and arguably, I know this coach A does not have a book of business, so. well, which is interesting, right? <clears throat> so, so there we go, ready. So, willing to make sacrifices, even at any level, right? Does he? Re so maybe he doesn't realize. Oh, okay. like, it's so I, funny. He's aware that he but, does oh, this. Oh, but hold on, let, let's. I, but I want to break down though. There's that level of sacrifice where, well, I, I don't, I don't teach at those times because I, I need the weekends off, right? Well, and I've been doing this for a long time, but we, you don't go into this business thinking you're going to have weekends off because that's when all the clients are. So if you're not willing to work on the weekend, you should probably pick another profession. Right. Because this is where we make our money. At least for me, I, I'd be, I'm shocked when coaches don't want to work on the weekend. I'm just absolutely floored. Or they don't want to work at night. They want that, oh, I want to be just during the day. To me, that's a retired coach that has the luxury uh, or a second right. career coach where they have the luxury of working three, four hours. <clears throat> Us that are, are out there grinding it out as a career, you're, you should be teaching at night and you should be teaching on the weekend. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just got Saturdays off. I mean, you're talking eight, 19 years of weekends. Right. right, right. Like you're not exactly serving as a poster child for recruitment. No, for no. And then people coaches. are like, "Where are you going on break?" I'm like, "I'm teaching you." <laughs> it's I'm working right. because you're off. That's where the business is. Right, coaches. If you're listening, I recommend you work on the weekends. Right. So there's the thing of the 
the the when you work two your personality change when someone's on the court right and your personality off the court is quite pleasing so I'm just kind of, and yet it's interesting because there's a self-awareness that he feels like he needs to change when the, when the parent is around, but yet there is no self-awareness awareness, apparently that his direct behaviors might be, we don't know this, but could be a result of why he doesn't have a book of business, why he doesn't have a, a following <clears throat> where people are like, Oh no, go with that guy. You know what I mean? Because there are guys that are you know, it's so interesting to see the characters, you know, because now that I've been in around this for time, I, I see the characters, you know, and some of these guys are really, they're really good. I mean, they're, they're personalities. They're almost like show personalities. You know what I mean? Like you walk up and they're like, they're like a show personality and, and you're like, you're under their spell. You know what I mean? And, and that's how they draw people in they're, They It's like they're a peacock. They show their feathers or whatever. And you're like, and, and people are like, oh, maybe I'll go with that guy. And you, it's so interesting. You know, you know what it is? You know, all of, including myself. I mean, look at me too. I mean, I'm a complete weirdo. <laughs> you know, they were, it's like the land of misfit toys. We all got together and we created our own island and people are like, you know, I'm going to go to the weird island for a while just to kind of get a break from my life. And wait, you can dress like that and act like that? In, in here we can. In the real world, we look like complete freaks. But inside here, it's kind of cool, right? It's a good break from, you know what I, I equate it to? Your favorite dive bar right or restaurant where the food's not really good but the people are really quirky inside and you just like to get away it feels like you're slumming in a weird way from your from whatever your normal daily life is it's hey let's go to it's like cheers right it's we're a bunch of norms <laughs> and right that's what this is and yeah but i never no offense but i never feel like i'm slumming it when i go to a tennis club <laughs> It's a, I know, I, I know. I it's, get what I'm saying. No, but it is a place to, it, it is, it is. But it, I think along those lines, and this goes back to our energy thing, it's not just the coach. It can be a series of coaches or it can be the atmosphere. I mean, I will tell you, and you can try to deny this all you want. And you can try to get all stuck uppity and I'm not a denier. defensive I'm not a denier. about us crap, but I'm telling you it's real because I witnessed it firsthand. When my kids are in this facility on Saturday, <clears throat> It's funny, they cut the facility kind of short <laughs> because there's not a lot of room between courts. It's it's really, I mean, you you, you have to shimmy your way. There's a, They put a little wooden bench that's a flat bench between the, the court, and it literally is pretty much, the curtain divides them in half, and there's like, you can skinny your way and shimmy your way between the bench and the fence post. That's how much room there is. So they didn't put a lot, and the curtains don't close all the way. They only close partial. Oh, that drives me crazy. So they only close to the middle. So you got your choice. You either pull it all the way to the middle, in which case the backs get short, in which case balls all goes behind. All goes behind. Or you pull to the you pull to the back and the centers get short. And so you got balls flying in people's faces, which is, you know, not which obviously if you do the the numbers, there's probably less of those than there are balls pooling in the back. But my kids, man, were like, uh, they just, my, they, they were deflated. I mean, we started with our warm up, just a gentle mini tennis warm up, service line to service line. 
and we were there and it, and and they and they were mishitting the ball balls that they hit all the time you know they were just they were off i could just i could feel it i could see it they were they were visibly off and i'm like come on it's okay i'm like let's let's focus here let's focus let's not let's not absorb this so i tried to be a counterweight to this whole thing and i could see but I also didn't want to give it too much at the moment because if you give it too much at the moment, then all of a sudden you acknowledge all this bad energy. So you're like, oh, and you're really toss. It's a real toss up. And so I tried to let it go to some degree. And I was like, all right, come on, let's get, let's go. And they were coming back to me within minutes and they were just like, and I was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And they were like, my one son was like, I hate it here. And I was like, why what's what's so you know and i i'm pretty perceptive about this stuff but i knew what he was getting at he's my kid oh and plus I'm to, also- to clarify you, you mentioned about the curtains being short what else was happening the other coach was yelling the head the, coach for the was facility screen, was yelling had lectured us about the curtain when we came okay, in okay so you left that out so he yeah so the, they lectured you on the curtain right what else um, was it the class that was going on? We well, so uh, well, I'll just take it from the beginning. Okay, we walk in the facility and um, we we we're, we're told we go to court six and it's one oh six. We're supposed to be in there at one, and that's when we ran into. <clears throat> even though the bell had the bell had rung Beep! <laughs> for effect, I'm just telling you that's how loud it is, and the bell had rung. It was one oh six. And my kids, they're little kids. You know, as much as I've trained them to say, well, it's our time. We can walk on. They're sitting there like peering over, like looking at the the screen. They're like, dad, somebody's on there. I don't, I don't want to go on there. And I'm like, no, we're going on. It's our time. We've paid for this. We've paid for this. Let's be clear here. And there was a, there was a pro there with his cart. And he was like, he didn't give a crap. He, it was very clear. He was like with his cart standing there and the student was there and they had their stuff all over. So that was bad energy. And then they didn't hustle to get off and they didn't apologize. They didn't say anything. And then we had the interaction with the, uh, the, the head coach where he lectured us on the curtain, you know, usage. And then my sons were just like, you know, they, 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 they were, they were playing, they were playing awful and they couldn't wait to get off there. And <clears throat> my wife was like picking up balls and she was like, how much longer do we, have? how much longer do we have here? How much longer do we have here? And I'm like trying to keep this whole thing together. You know, the, the train is like going off the rails and I'm like, let's just focus. Come on guys, let's do our stuff. Let's just stay true to what we've got going on. And the best of you is going to argue, listen, you're going to have situations like this. And the best thing you can do is acknowledge this is great. It's a tremendous moment that you have a situation like this and you recognize the bad energy and you work with the bad energy. All that said, I get. And I think that there's valid point to that. But I also think that the energy level is so bad. And my kid comes to me and then we videotaped it afterwards. I was like, well, tell me what you thought here. And I videotaped it. And then. Okay, stop. Yeah. What did they say? Uh, they reiterated pretty much all the experiences that I just reiterated to you. They had absorbed those things. And so did they they talk about, they were thinking about, they couldn't even concentrate on their tennis. So what were they thinking about Mm -hmm. when they were hitting the ball then? Were they like reliving the coach being there? I think think they were reliving the feelings that they were getting. They were not feeling accepted. And then the teenagers next to us, apparently they were dropping F-bombs on the court. And my kids didn't like that because they just, don't they don't like that they 
they that's sort of like negative energy sort of thing they don't and so so yeah they recounted a lot of this stuff and i was like they were like dad i would rather not play tennis than ever play tennis there again and i was like okay (laughs) i guess that won't be our filler court so would you rewind please yeah did the teenagers was there uh, other? Were you in the middle? Were there other courts around you also? Yeah, so there were the, two courts to our one side, and we were on court. There was one court to our left and two courts to our right. So, so were, were the teenagers playing like angry tennis? <clears throat> no, but they were swearing. No, it was mixed. It was two boys and it was eight girls, something like that. Oh, so it was a class. It, yeah, it was a class being coached by. A well-known coach and they were all swearing in it not all but they were dropping f-bombs and my kids were like weirded out by it you no, know that's fine i'm just trying to get a tone for the class so is the class well the tone was set by the coach and the coach no, is, I, I understand yeah. that but there listen there, there's again I, I don't get hung up on words it's the tonality of how words are used that's where i come from oh so if someone f-bombs but it's like ah oh, oh, great shot and this clapping and then and, then, no. and then, then they see the two kids and they're like oh sorry man and like oh you guys look great that that's a huge difference no then okay so it was angry tennis that's yeah, what i want you i guess to, that is yeah okay. i didn't think about it in that context because when i see angry tennis i've seen really angry tennis no, but and I'm that talk, was but not the tone yeah. is again yeah the my value comes from winning, and every time I lose a point or anything, it's a chink in the armor. Right. That's, a, that's an offense yeah. on me as a I person. Think, I think there was that element. Okay, yeah. so then I get that. So if you're getting that control aspect from a coach on a court when you walk out, then you get the control aspect from the, the head pro that's running a class yeah. on, on how we do things here, and then the energy coming off a class is angry confrontational tennis then i can see where with young kids they'd be like this doesn't feel good this actually feels unsafe i want want to say that again i think this is really important as coaches and as educators and as people that run clubs we have to look at the club as a it's a school it's not a tennis club these are tennis schools yeah for younger kids and we, we by saying club. Oh, I think that deserves it. No, I mean it. Seriously. But I think we, they, we, yeah. we need to do a better job of talking to the PTA or the PTO, right? We need to. Parent tennis organization. Yeah. Or, or parent teachers association. No, I'm talking about talking to other associates right. and actually talking to ed- teachers in our community and asking yeah. them to help us. Well, it's because funny it's because. It's a school. And we, if we yeah. don't set a tone yeah. for being there and and we've talked about etiquette also yeah. that you set this other kind of tone for I'm talking about younger kids now. I yeah. think that should be for everybody, but that creates anxiety in kids. Right. I, and I, so I don't, I don't, we need, I just think that's another topic I think, but we need to do a better job on creating a loving, caring atmosphere, almost like preschool for younger kids, even up to seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, because Ultimately, they're still kids. I would argue, you know, <clears throat> not older. I get. Yeah, it. I'm just. Yeah, saying I would older. argue that we should create that loving, caring atmosphere into the teen years, and I'll tell you why. Because, you know, 
there's there's going to be people listen there's always going to be the <laughs> the quarterback of the team who loves it the way it is right there's the head cheerleader the quarterback of the team the top players in the team they love it the way it is you know it's aggressive it's they've set the tone it works the atmosphere works for them blah 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 but then there's a lot of other people that participate in the sport or the activity or whatever they're not you know on top of the hill not everybody likes them they don't really know their they don't really know their way in this world they don't feel as confident in their skill sets you know so they're not going to play angry tennis they're going to play and maybe this is a thing they're going to play um, I'm trying tennis. And if we create an atmosphere where all we're doing is, you know, and I think that's where there's a knock to some degree on the high performance stuff is if all we do is create an atmosphere, it's like, yeah, you, you know, there's drills and there's, and there's all this stuff, then you don't make a lot of space for these other people, you know, and, and arguably those facilities would sit there and say, well, we don't want those people. They're not at that level or whatever, but yeah, but okay, well then you better go off and you better create a high performance school where it's this weird training camp, almost like a, which is fine though. If, if that's right. your the demographic you're going after. Yeah. But I, I, but, but when you honest, serve the public as a public park district or, or that but serves listen, people, but, but any, but listen, let's just, I've been around kids a long time. I'm not talking about your facility, by the way. I'm not, I know you're not, I'm not taking yeah. offense. I'm not going to say that you're getting your, 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 assuming I'm going to say something, I'm agreeing with you. The all kids, even at elite high performance, 11 year olds yeah. who are, are gifted <laughs> yeah. and who are going to go professional by the time they're 14 yeah, still right. want to play hide and seek. Yeah. They still want to go. Guess what? They still want to run behind the back tarps and explore like it's a cave and go spelunking. <laughs> so we, we have this thing of, oh, my kid's grown up there. They're mature. I want to take a quick story. My Fiercely Fabulous, my oldest daughter, we were out in the park a couple of days ago in the snow with her friends. And she was like, Dad, can you run home and get us some 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 metal spoons? We found an, an, a rare ice crystal we want to <clears throat> dig out. So it's her and her two guy friends who are all uh, almost 11. And what are they doing for like an hour? They found this giant piece of ice that was covered in the snow. And the three of them with their, I ran home, got the spit or like digging it out. Then she's like, then I, so then like a half an hour later, she's like, I got to run home and get the wagon. We're going to transport this now here. Right. All of them, they, they play sports. They're, <coughs> good athletes right but they were engaged enough for over an hour with spoons digging out a giant piece of ice out of the snow and the, uh, my point is is that we are again another episode we are coaching imagination out of kids and we're creating this adversarial energy sometimes not everywhere that that doesn't work i think it's it's actually a detriment to sports because we're, we're short circuiting the creativity in kids, which is what we actually need at the highest levels. If we're going to stamp that out and we're going to go with energy that is dominating that. And again, that's why I find this, this conundrum of, of coach a in that he's capable of, of inspiring the creativity, but has chosen a route 
of saying no. Digging out that big piece of ice at your age is very childish. So he and, will so he will wrestle with this or he may not wrestle with this at all. He probably won't wrestle with this. He'll just keep doing what he's doing. So if you don't think so what's going to change it? What is going to change it? Either he gets out altogether and does something else, go sells real estate. <laughs> he keeps doing what he's doing. He has a severe stroke, heart attack, or accident that causes him to revisit his life and want to change into a different person. And he comes back from it renewed. Or someone talks to him and pulls him aside and says, I've been watching your style and it's not working here. I don't care if it's working with your students in some ways. It's not working here. And I'm going to ask that you change it. And if you can't change it, it's not going to work for you here. So to me, that seems like the more tenable option, even for Coach A, <laughs> because who wants to go through all these life-altering events just to have to change your style of the way you do things, right? So that to me means that someone's got to check this person and someone's, someone's got to say, someone's got to be the overarching, like, this is the way we want, this is what we're trying to create here. And this is... And if and you're not, you're not working with that. You're not, you're not, you're not playing that. You're not playing that tune. We're all playing this tune here, or I'm trying to get everybody to play this tune and you're not playing that tune. So you, well, that's, that's from the management's perspective. If it's working or not, I'm as a coach with my will to know my crazy brain. Why is there such a stark contrast? And how did you get to that point? And the fact that there was somebody else on the court that got you to that mm. point where you gave the greatest lesson ever. Like uh, I, a not, I, by the way, a non tennis professional, not your boss. Well, although he might have, if your boss had walked by, he might have done it too. I, I don't know. He might have done a 180. But see, I want to get him on. And be but like, that listen. energy to me is fascinating because, um, it it is ruining things and do you, th do you think do you think it is would you would this style i mean we've we've established that there are people that want that so but is that a a small I subset think that's a small subset i think that most people they want to be acknowledged they want to be i mean look at you you use the restaurant you we talked about the restaurant analogy when when you walk into a restaurant you don't want to you want to be accepted, acknowledged. You use Norm from Cheers. You use this, whatever. You want to be welcomed. Even if the food sucks, you'll go there <laughs> because it's the atmosphere. It's not the TV, right? The TV, you could have a TV anywhere. It's the atmosphere of the people. The people are the, the endeavor. The people are the institution. The people are, and you're setting the tone for the people. And, you know, the thing I would say is that as far as not just coaching the imagination out of people, but I think one of the problems that you're running into is you are, when you, when you are that sort of autocratic way of approaching, okay, okay, come on, let's, let's get back here. <laughs> That's funny kids. Okay. Going behind the back tarp. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. When you do that, this is kids are, what they're doing is you're disrespecting 
their um their mode of um not just impersonation and interpretation so they're doing they're impersonating they're interpreting something they're also you're shunting their learning so it's not just killing imagination creativity right what you're really doing is you're 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 killing their ability to interpret right to impersonate and thereby learn Right. Because if you so, in other words, you take your example of Fiercely Fabulous, she is impersonating a famous explorer in her little world. Right. Which is just so precious and awesome. And she's interpreting it in her own way. Well, this is how I think a famous explorer would do this. He would he would get tools and then he would go there or she and they would dig and they would and pull up all this stuff and, and then but but oh wait and hold on we need it we need something to put this in we this is precious we can't just put this in our pockets it could melt it could break whatever she's literally interpreting in her own way processing like oh this is how a famous explorer would do it through her play as opposed to reading about in a book a famous explorer went to an Arctic Antarctic expedition and was using these following tools. Can you feel the boredom coming over everybody? I can. It feels awful. But instead, she's out in the field somewhere. It's cold. She's with her friends. They're, they're kicking things around. They're shuffling through the snow. They're impersonating, having, they're impersonating maybe just impersonating having fun. And then all of a sudden they discover something and there's a discovery. And suddenly they go, they go into explorer mode and they're like, wait a minute, I'm now an explorer, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> and they're, and they're impersonating an explorer and now they're digging and now they're interpreting their behavior in their own way. Well, how would this, how would this person do this? And so they're, and they're learning by virtue of doing that. And so it's the same oh, thing. So, so I just had a, a connection here. <clears throat> so coach A would say, no, 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 no. You don't hold the spoon like that. No, 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 not now. No, do it like this. No, and no. Coach A would say, you don't use spoons. You have to go get the proper tool. The proper, like she has, your daughter has said, what can I use here in her head? Spoons. We've got spoons. We've got enough spoons. Ooh, innovation. She's being <clears throat> innovative. Right. We've got enough spoons here where I can give I can have one for myself and I can give one to each of my teammates and we can do this. Right. But coach a would probably sit there and say, that's ridiculous. What are you doing? You, everybody knows that you use a, a miniature pickaxe. You need to use those. Okay. Oh, oh, so since we don't have one, let's go do something else. Let's go do Let's, let's just go do something else. And so you're, you're, you're hurting that. So yeah. So, so, uh, so hold on. So what you're hurting, you're hurting, you're, you're not hurting it. You're, you're crushing the exploration of the thing that they're finding interesting. Right. So if you don't leave again, here we go. No, but wait, I'm, it's bigger than this. And I have to point this out. I, I yeah, you're crushing, ahead. not just the thing you're crushing the learning cycle and you're, and you're damaging it. If this is the way that they learn, this is the way that they learn. If you're interrupting it constantly and you're criticizing it, you're saying, no, and you're doing it, you're damaging the learning cycle. So they have created sort of like this way that they've kind of pieced together. Like I do, I'm drawing a circle here, but I, yeah. I do this this way. And now all of a sudden you've come along and you've said no like that. 
you've just torn apart the learning cycle that that fragile person, and now you've created not just anxieties, you've created confusion. Confusion because that person is like, okay, w- wait a second. I, I, I had come up with this on my own. I don't understand. Now, I, I, is this not the way that it's... And, oh, and yeah. So, is, so, so now what they're going to do is they're going to second guess everything they come up with on their own and, and go to you because you have all the answers. Not just second guess it, but sometimes they won't even come to you. They will just... Now you have you have crushed their learning cycle and now they just won't learn. But haven't you also set up a relationship where they don't feel comfortable to explore around you and they always have to go to you for the answer then because they're afraid that what they're exploring might not be right. And that if you're the person that's... And this is the very difficult thing with teaching tennis, I think, is because that you know in your heart as a professional tennis teacher, you know there are certain things, ways to do things and ways not to do things. And then you also draw a line because you're like, well, I'm here to teach tennis and I'm getting paid to teach tennis. I'm not paid. I'm not getting paid to have you run behind the curtain. I'm not getting paid to do that. Right. As a tennis, as a tennis teacher who makes a living doing this, that's what you. So there's a certain tension there to some degree, right? Not for you, maybe, but there, but I would posit that I think that for some tennis teachers, it's kind of like, you know, they're afraid a parent might come along and be like, you know, I had a connection. Hit, sure. the, hit the smart club. Oh, yeah, sure. No, I'm hitting it today. Okay. No, we're hitting there it. You go. Uh-huh. There you go. It's like my, it's like my third cup of coffee. I damaged my Woo. paper. You did. You went, you were aggressively ripping <clears throat> up your diagram. I didn't think, I thought it, the paper could handle it. <laughs> no, you, you can't. can't. That kind of negative energy. Just yeah, there you go. When you're exploring, it doesn't look like whatever you're exploring. It's a interpretation of it. But your interpretation is the foundation in which, as educators, we need to work in, not our interpretation. So if my if Fiercely Fabulous is exploring through excavation and how do you transport ice crystals and things, and this is what she interprets and it keeps coming up that would hopefully fuel her to look deeper and then maybe she would ask a question or it's a hey because she was safe enough at that point to do that to do it because now she had some success i think that's another key word here is success you afforded her the opportunity to have success even though Yes, in your adult mind, it could have been done better. But what if I didn't want to work? Ready? I had to go across. I mean, it wasn't like oh, we live across. Like I had to walk all the way home. Ready? And it's 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 disgusting out. It's snowy. It's kind of wet. I know with my house, I'm like I got to take my boots off. I got to go. This is this is like kind of a pain, right? And I'm like, yep, I got it. (laughs) <laughs> so I think right. a lot of parents would a lot of parents wouldn't have done that. A lot of parents would have said, "Oh, honey, just let's just go home. This is getting messy." You gave a great example <clears throat> when parents are walking with their kids, and your kids see a big empty field, and they're like, "Oh yeah, let's go roll in the grass, and there's gonna be like holes, and th- look at the mud thing." And you're thinking, "Oh, this is a big open." Field. I'm gonna do a lot of walking. A lot of walking. And the kid's like, oh my God, let's and play. There's, and ready? And there's no place to sit. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and I can't go to the bathroom. And this is like, and the kids are like, let's go. And my cell service isn't so good here. <laughs> no, right? So, but, but what if I said, no, you know what? We're, we're going to be eating dinner in a half an hour. I, by the time we go there, I give all the excuses of why I don't want to do this. So wait, wait. At some level. Which I can't lie that I kind of was like, spoons? All right. (laughs) I don't want to be like I was. But it's uh, right. At some level, aren't we then uh, co-conspirators is the is the is the wrong word. No, I go with it. I'm going to go with that. Aren't we at some level? Maybe that's something that's completely lacking in tennis teaching today is that you're not a co-conspirator. You as a pro are not a co-conspirator. Oh, oh, you're using it in a good way. Yeah. That, 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 like I was actually part of the excavation team well, because, you I, because I was willing to, <clears throat> even though I didn't get the credit, to go. <laughs> yeah. I helped with that ice crystal, I man. I know. Who got the, who got I the spoons? I know. Oh, and then you got, you know what you also you're got the though? gaffer. No, but you know what you get from kids too? Mm. Um, why did he get the tablespoon? Why didn't you get the grapefruit spoon, Dave? You know it right, has a right. straight edge. Or, or, or the, the, the giant soup spoons. How right. come, and how come I got the teaspoon? Because, right. right, so right. they start nitpicking on who got yeah. the better spoon. Right. Listen, I got the spoons, <clears throat> but you're, I get it now. So I was still part of the team, and then I'm also modeling. I'm willing to be inconvenienced to go do this so you can pursue this. They don't think it of as an inconvenience, though. They're kids. I know they don't, <clears throat> but it's an example of what you're you willing to do. You could have a do. kid that would walk three miles with a wagon loaded full of stuff just because it was fine. they found materials that would fulfill their experiment, and they wouldn't care. Because they Cause are, it doesn't feel like three miles. It doesn't feel like three miles. They're into it. But the bigger thing is, is that I want to call this out. I think okay. this is important. I don't believe, I wonder if we should be thinking of, tennis coaches should be thinking of themselves more as co-conspirators rather than tennis coaches. Because then when you're a tennis coach, you're teaching at somebody. You're not necessarily, sometimes you're teaching with people. And I know you try to do that. And I know you talk about will to know and all this stuff. And that's important. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm saying that wouldn't we be better off introducing the co-conspirator model especially for younger kids but i mean even even teenagers you know that they want to it's so funny it's it's so funny isn't it because we 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 come out with education and and all these great things these great ideas and then we snuff it out so we we say things like we want a lifetime of learning and then we say things like you're here to come to this school to explore you're here to find yourself. You're here to do all this other stuff. And then we say, and then, but, but, but our actions are, yeah, as long as you do it within the boundaries of exactly the way we've configured the system. So you, if you can get creative and work around our system, perhaps then that's a great marriage of both. Wouldn't you think we've created this wonderful system for you that tells you exactly what to do, when to do it. And if you don't do it, you're not going to get a good grade, but then we want you to learn in the spirit of learning. And we want you to love. We want, that's another, what I love. We want you to love, but meanwhile, welcome to the factory floor. Here's your desk. Ding, ding. Right, and, lo- sit, and, and, and love comes from exploration. <clears throat> 
love comes from it comes from freedom too. Free, no, freedom the freedom to explore. to explore and having co-conspirators. Are these teachers co-conspirators? Are the tennis pros co-conspirators? Nay, nay, I say. And I'll tell you why. Because, and I understand, you're coming into a system. It doesn't matter whether you're going to school or you're going to uh, a tennis club. There's there's an expectation. You're paying. There's there's all this stuff that's around it. There's an atmosphere. It's like going into a doctor's office. If, if you just went into a doctor's office, I mean, my dentist that I've gone to, <laughs> you sit in a recliner. You don't sit in a, a regular dentist chair. Right. So you sit in a recliner. So there's an expectation. So you walk in and you're like, at first, at the first time I went to this guy, I was like, I'm sitting in a recliner. What the hell is this? I'm going to monkey mow the dentist. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's got his thing and he's not in the white coat. He's in just street clothes and he's got his certificates and the whole thing. What I'm saying is, is we've, we're, we've, we need to be more co-conspirators. He was, when he was, when I was sitting in the chair, he was coming down, not that I'd sit in the chair and watch TV, because that's not really me, but he was coming down. He wasn't up high saying, I'm the dentist. It was almost like, let's work together in some way. Yes, he still has the drill. <laughs> he still has all the tools. He still has all that stuff. I'm about to put this thing <clears throat> in your mouth and cause you pain, but I'm going <clears throat> to go with his energy was always good. calming. Always good, yeah. Not... He was like, hey, so he said, and I had, I had dental anxiety to some degree, you know, because I've been through so much dentist stuff with braces. Does anybody like going to the dentist? <clears throat> I, I think he somehow gets clients that do like going to him, but, but I hate the dentist. But he's a co conspirator with me. Well, he's at that moment. He's empathizing <clears throat> with you. He's in the chair and he is saying, listen, I'm oh, look, I've discovered that you have a cavity. Have we discovered this together? Let's look at the screen. We've discovered this together. <laughs> right? I know that sounds just no, crazy. But no, but it's a good point, though, because no one thinks, hey, when I go to the dentist, I'm not going to feel any pain. I'm not right. going to feel some discomfort as this person shoves both their hands into my orifice. Right. And I open my mouth and I'm drooling and. But I, but I, but I, the point I was, I don't want to get too far away. No, no but hold on. Let me finish. But yeah. I, I don't, but I don't think it's too far off because there you go. You're about to play tennis, which is one of the most hardest, one, one of the hardest sports to play on the planet. It's going to cause you discomfort. So, what if, and I know this sounds absurd. Hey, open your mouth. Okay, now get ready for the drill. Are you ready? What, what did I tell you? No, I need your mouth open 40%. Not th did you just move your tongue on my hand? What did I tell you to do with your tongue? I want it down. Down. Yeah, good. Thank you. Now think of that. We, we, don't, we don't do that at the dentist. What, what if I did that when... When I'm working with your or teacher did with your kids during math class. No, I said divide it by eight. Eight. Okay, good job. Think of that. <laughs> it's so absurd, right? No, that's not the way you excavate fiercely fabulous. What are you guys doing? We need pickaxes. That's it. Wrap it up. This this exploration is over. Let's go play some video games. You know what I'm saying? Like, but when you put it in that context, oh it's, it's right. It sounds absurd, but yet. We still do that, and that energy, you would say, in any other context, is negative. You'd say, that can't work. Correct. <clears throat> but we're, we're, we think that there's a place for that in sports. 
sports, and I'm not just talking tennis, and I'm not saying that there isn't a, but why is, I'm questioning this. Do you think that's a holdover? Do you think that's a holdover? Do you think that's a holdover from like, like the days of old, this is going to be tough men. And you know, the days of old with like, just, it's just a holdover that won't go away in some corners. Well, there's this, there's this like machismo brute force thing. Yeah. You know, I think it might be that hunter gatherer thing. I don't know. Yeah. But I've, I don't, I get repelled by that. Or maybe because you've got so many people, it's almost like the military new recruit drill sergeant thing because you've got so many people that are considered um in a deficit like they can't they can't walk they can't run or they can't do push-ups and they can't do all this other stuff and we're going to whip them into shape we're going <laughs> to whip is that do you, do you know what i'm saying like is that is that maybe is that maybe something that's there too we're we're, we're just gonna we're gonna whip these people into shape recruit you, you know what i'm saying like is that I don't know. I don't know. Or is, not- it, is it a tactic to help to make you pay attention because there's so much going on? Again, I'm questioning this, right? I'm, this is my will. To and maybe know. the coach is struggling because maybe you're just not a person that can handle that much chaos. Maybe you're a person that has to have it very orderly. And when you are around this group of 10, 20, 30 kids who are playing, you just can't take it. because you need to have it absolutely apple pie orderly and it just is driving you crazy. And so it's, you're, you're putting yourself over the edge. I don't know. I don't know, but But I know we're not acting like co-conspirators. But Why does the military do it? So there's something about like, but but instill discipline, but but they're not yelling though. It's very, it's meaning it's loud. Military. You're talking about about? no, but there's a cadence to it. There's a, there's like a, Staccato delivery. There is unless system. you fall unless you fall off the unless you fall off the you know regimen which everybody is supposed to fall and then there's no cadence. <laughs> you are severely reprimanded. So, so, but what's the point of that? Is it it's to shock you out of your malaise? It's to make you aware of what's going on, and it's to get you to never do that again. And does it? And they, that's the and they, oh, the no, 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 but hold on. I think this is this is important though, and it's to get you not to explore because we need to, you to do it the way we want you to do it. Yes, that's what I'm trying to get with this. Yeah, it's production line. Don't think for yourself, right? Because the generals do that. Right. I don't need the front line guys. We don't need you to do that. And I think maybe that's you're really getting at the crux of this, because are we? What are we trying to do with this tennis thing? Are we are we trying to get people? to love tennis, create a lifetime of learning, want to come back to it, have fond memories, fall in love. Are we trying to do all that stuff? Or are we trying to teach people who in a very precise, uh, orderly manner, learn the skills of tennis to the point where they get to a point where they're really good at tennis and they can play tennis really well. And then they can climb up in their ranks and they can climb, 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 climb. And of course they will be top notch players. I mean, I I think that's really, that's really the question because when you're trying to create that, the second option, you're not a co-conspirator. You're a drill sergeant. You're not a co-conspirator. You're, you're a production line manager, making sure that all of your parts get assembled into the car in just the right way so that it creates the car that you can then put 
on the truck and sell at the dealer. Right, right but then, and then we confuse, again, I'm, I'm processing right now, then do we confuse seeing somebody playing at a great level that came off the assembly line with that they're actually enjoying it? Totally. I think we do. Well, because they're really good, they must love it, which is furthest from the truth because you uh, because you create because hold on you've got this let's not let this go no, right. because you create a person that is so self-critical that is so self-aware and just digs on themselves because that's all they have to hold on to you are giving them the tools of what they as a coach you're giving them the tools of what they're going to hold on to in this sport when you're no longer around them when you're no longer around them. So coach A is giving them the tools of, God, I blew this floor hand again. Unbelievable, right? Or these other coaches that are like, say the freaking score. Well, what do you think that that kid is going to say to himself in, 20, in 10 years when he's a man? Say the freaking score. Or are you creating, are you a co-conspirator that's like, you know, God, I didn't, I didn't, why didn't I hit that? You know, you've even, you've even unknowingly done this for me, but just like the, the ghost stroking afterwards or whatever, you know, that is exploring. I'm not criticizing myself, but I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't hit that though. No, I don't want to, I don't want to hit it that way. I want to hit it this way. And then I'm showing my kids this by virtue of doing it after the return or whatever. So the point is, I think, what are we giving them as they, when they go on? When they leave this, when they leave you, when they leave you as the coach, what will they carry with them? But what do we also say also that negative self-talk is not uh, productive in anything? So if that's that's what you've been taught. And that's what's going on in your head. How can you even be successful in life? That's what you've been taught by virtue of not not working with a co-conspirator. You really are at some level a co-conspirator as a coach and you make that choice. Am I a co-conspirator? Or am I more like a drill instructor, production line manager, making sure that all the parts get built and snapped into place effectively so we build this tennis person? And people are going to be critical of this, but I'm telling you that I'm not sure that there's a middle ground here. You either are, you're either all in on co-conspirator. I don't know that you can be part in on co-conspirator. No, no you can't. And I think you're, you've hit upon something that your energy will show whether or not you're a co-conspirator or not. Because the minute you are coach A, you're not. That's what I'm hearing. Right, you're not. And maybe do people Mm -hmm. choose that kind of coach because they've never had the chance to explore? I think it's because... Like why would you choose I think, that? Why would I you think there's that, two though? reasons. I okay. think that you see Coach A and you go, oh, that would be good for me. That would be good for me. Even though you don't really appreciate that long term, it won't be good for you because you won't really like working with him because you're going to have occasional questions. You're going to have days where you don't like it. You're going to have days where you don't perform at your best. And the ugly side of Coach A is going to come out on you. And I think that there's the other, the other end of it is that the co-conspirator coaches you know, you stand out because you do the Mohawk thing or whatever, but I think that there are other co-conspirator coaches that you probably coach with or you have coached with. And they're, I don't want to say meek, but they don't stand out like the drill sergeant coach does. 
you see what I'm saying? They're, they're not larger than life. Those drill sergeant coaches, those coaches that do this this way and this is the way we're going to do it, they stand out. People come to the facility and they're like, ooh, I like that. You know, parents are like, parents are like, my kid could use some of that. I'll tell you right now. We're going to put him with Coach A. Yeah, that's where you're going. Meanwhile, the kid is like, no, right? And and I just don't think that the co-conspirator coaches do a good enough job of selling them. They're not as larger than life personality. You're more of a personality, but there's a lot of, I bet there are coaches that you've worked with that are co-conspirator coaches that would be like, yeah, we should try that. Hey, you know, this is a good idea. But you'd never know. They're very low key. They're very down. And, and so people see them as passive. And people see them as, mm, I don't really, well, what, what they're doing, no is- energy. I don't really, no, I don't really agree, but they're co-conspirators, but they're co-conspirators in a different way. And I think they're not as visible. Maybe, maybe that's the word visible. They're not as visible as the coach A's coach A's are very visible. And it's what a coach looks like or supposed to. Yes. Yes. Right. This is, this is, this is the old school. <laughs> this is what it's supposed to be because when you're, when you're raising your voice, Right. You're serious. Yeah. This is serious. Yeah. And you're pacing and you're staring and you kind of have a little bit of a menace to you. Yeah, I'm, and I'm really people analy- are, I'm analyzing. And people are afraid of you. And people are, and, 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 you know, by virtue of what I, that's when the real nuggets, that, that's, our, that's when the real nuggets are going to come out. That's when the real fairy dust gets sprinkled because look at how serious he is. Look at the face he's making. Look at the way this is being approached. <laughs> Meanwhile, it, it might just be fear and intimidation and the people receiving this message are like, I don't really like this. I really can't wait for this to be over. I go, but I don't really even want to But people don't speak up either. You know, people sit students. back. Some, students don't, and, and sometimes kids don't know the difference yet. Yeah, and so it just. So it, you think that a student would, I guess, say to a coach, "A like, hey, coach, I don't really like the tone you're using." I don't know. No, I think a facility should, or a manager should, take the time to interview students and go around and say, "Hey, I just want to reach out and just make sure that you're, you're enjoying your your. We appreciate you spending your money." Yeah. To the parents and say, hey, we just want to talk to your kid. I know they've been doing private lessons with coach, blah, blah, blah. And we just want to get some feedback from everybody and say, do you like it? And this right. is confidential. And we just want to make sure that. And this I think is the right you have kid. to ask the kids confidentially because I'll tell you with what. With the parents. They're, yeah. They're, because I tell you what, I can guarantee you those kids, some of those kids go back and they tell their parents that they don't like this or they don't like that. And some of the parents, not all the parents, but some of the parents are like, oh, honey, your, your imagination is getting the best of you. Or I'm sure it's fine. And don't worry. And, you know, you could use a little bit of that or whatever. Meanwhile, the kid is like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I don't well, like You this. know, what's funny is that all this information about teachers that we're constantly in constant contact with all these updates that my kid went to the bathroom i mean it's it's insane people need to stop can we just stop it bothers you well it's it's insane yeah. i don't i trust you right but we know with all of that yeah i've never seen anything that says we'd like to talk to your kid about the experience right they always ask the parent right they, they don't ever actually ask the kids we and then you know what happens and i'm just going to relay this to you Leave. my kid tells me about these experiences and then i tell the people at the school and you know what they do? Nothing. They either deny it or they walk away from it. I say to them, well, you know, or if it's something that they can handle, like the bathrooms are really messy all the time and they, they smell bad, then they go, okay, well, we'll talk to janitorial staff about that. But if it's anything else, 
they don't they don't embrace it with open arms. If I say, well, you know, this teacher really has a tendency to really use a mean tone a lot. They're like, uh-huh. And part of it may be, look, you don't know what your kid did and you don't know what pressure the this teachers are under. And I understand all that. But I definitely agree that they need to talk to the kids and say. Well, we have very two different experiences. Like my schools are awesome. That's great. I love. I, no, no. But my point though is that even and I get, I get all positive for my kids. On yeah. That, but I still haven't seen. Hey, we'd like to actually. We're going to talk to your kids today about feedback about the class and have the have the teacher leave the classroom. Right. And I'm going to come in and interview the class about what they feel about their class. Right. And it's confidential. Right. Right, right, like that's not done. Why don't we do, we do, we do reviews, right? Now, I know that teachers have, are observed teaching. I get that, teacher observation day where the principal comes in and watches them teach, but that's not the same as saying, you're out that of might the, as well be called teacher propaganda day. Well, right, well, I don't know. If, Today's a day we're going to observe how you teach. What do you think Coach A is going to oh, do? Oh, I don't know. There you go, right? That's Coach a, a is going to be on his best behavior. behavior. That's exactly. Oh, right. jinx block out right there. <laughs> but there should be, I think, across the board in all tennis clubs where we interview the students, the management, including my students, because I'm not perfect. Right. Right. And, and listen, here's the hero one. Here's one too. Ready? You know, in your high school class, like six kids and you're kind of being a little, you know what? And you're like, you know what? I'm going through. They're right, actually. And, and then you know what you do? You go back and you say to the class as the coach, listen, guys, I know I've been a little bit of a, I'm sorry, I'm going through something. You know what that makes me? A real person. And they're like, oh, well, he humbled himself enough to write. And, and, and I, I don't want to get, to, I don't wanna get too that. far into this, but this is interesting because you, you're going to ask it, then you're going to take it to the next level, which is the information goes up the chain to the manager or whatever, the club owner, whatever. But then you've got all the, the realities that the club manager and owner is facing. I have a staff shortage. If I criticize this guy, is he going to walk? I, <clears throat> I... I don't know if I really want to, if I really want to be saying this, I don't know if I really want to confront this guy cause he's kind of a loose cannon and I'm afraid for my safety. I don't, um, you know, he's going to get into an argument with me. I don't, I don't know if I want to deal with all this. Right. And they're going to lie about it cause they're going to get defensive and they're going to twist and turn. So now what do I do? I'd be better off if I just wrote it down and just kept track of all this stuff. And then when he does something really bad, that's when I'll say, you, you did this bad, you did this. And then I'll also mention all the past stuff. But the problem is that stuff just keeps going <laughs> and it keeps building. And they always, I'm telling you, even though these people may or may not be self-aware they're most of them are keenly aware of one thing. And that is how far they can go how far they can go before they're risking something. Some of them are stupid enough to not think that there's no, to think that there's no limit, but most of them, they know there's a limit. They know there's a limit to how abusive they can be or not abusive, how rude they can be or not rude. They know that there's a limit. What are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? 
nothing. So the thing is that contributes to the energy too, you know, but I think we stumbled upon something unknowingly with this energy thing, which is the co-conspirator thing, which I think is huge. I think we need to look at, you need to look at yourself more as a co-conspirator. I know you do this well, but I'm just saying, I think a lot of coaches would benefit from looking at themselves as co-conspirators rather than production line managers for lack of a better phrase. I don't really know, but you know, that's basically what you're treating it when they, when students walk into a facility, okay, you're here to learn tennis. And as I recall on the plan, do you know what I mean? Like even you, you have a plan and you have to have a plan when you're trying to produce a tennis player. That's kind of what you're doing, right? You're producing a tennis player and teachers in schools are producing students who are learners. You know, they're teaching all this stuff. So the thing is, but you also can't forget your co-conspiratorness. Because it's important because it's you're you're developing that that individual's learning cycle and everybody's unique and different in the way that they approach it. Some kids some kids want to go and they just want to read about it. Some kids want to explore and do other things. And in the tennis court, you know, there's kids that want to run off. Is that okay? Well, you got a lesson of eight kids and there's kids that want to hide behind the curtain and you've got six other kids that are supposed to be in this lesson. Do you, are you a co-conspirator? Do you let them go run behind the curtain or do you take everybody behind the curtain? You know what I mean? And you let everybody do it. Do you say, I'd say, take everybody behind the curtain. <laughs> well, but this is a dilemma. This is a dilemma. I'm just saying that's a, that's a dilemma and coaches out there will probably argue and say, you guys are insane. We're teaching a class and you're telling me that there's a couple of kids that want to run behind the curtain and play. I tell them to get their butts back on the court and start playing. That's what they're here to do. That's what their parents are paying for. And that's what they're here to do. And you're saying, no, I take them behind the curtain because they, they're in there are these couple of kids. So you're going to let these kids hijack the experience. They're not hijacking it. They're being kids. They're, this is they're exploring and they're learning. Yes, they're hijacking if they do weird, rude things. And then you have to call them out. But basically, they're just trying to explore. Because the facility is also part of the experience. Yes. There we go. That was awesome. Ta-da. We should really get a ta-da button. I think we need a ta-da button. I've been asking for that. Let's work on that. I'll work on that. All right. I have to go now and go be a co-conspirator right now, actually. I have a lesson. I'm very excited. You wrapped it up nicely. This is good. No, this is great. This is great. You know, you rocked my body today. I don't know how. You rocked my brain. Awesome. Tennis Rockets, baby! Woo!